Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. All right, it's this week's Sound of the Nation. Delighted and excited to welcome back for the first panel in 2019. Good friends of the show, Rona Tarrant of Storyful uh, and Philip Ryan, Deputy Political Editor of Independent News Papers. Uh, okay, this is a heavy one to dive in with, but it's uh, it's big, big news. Um, we're talking about abortion exclusion zones. So veteran abortion services campaigner Alva Smith has called on the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, to introduce legislation immediately for exclusion zones around medical practices offering terminations. Obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's a fresh new service. Uh, it's a highly emotive issue. Miss um, Smith's call on News Talk's breakfast programme comes after an anti-abortion group protested outside a Galway GP practice on Thursday just three days after termination services became legal in the state um, is this an absolute no-brainer they should be imposed or or, or are we getting into well, suppression of free speech and the right to protest well there, there, there is a balancing act of course with all these things and people deserve to have a, a, a right to free speech and to, to protest and demonstrate but there, there is a bit of precedence for this in in the US when abortion was the, the Road versus Wade Supreme Court judgment which kind of cleared the way for uh, a more uh, open abortion regime that that led to to the murder of doctors up to I think they say around nine people were murdered by anti-abortion protesters. There was uh, abortion clinics and GP practices were were firebombed, were uh, attacked, were uh, there was arson attacks, there was kidnappings. There was insane amount of stuff going on on the back of from anti-abortion protesters. And it did result in, in 1994, Bill Clinton was the then president, had to infor- enact the, the Freedom of Access to Clinical Clinic Entrances Act to, to ensure people could get to abortion clinics. They, they, apart from all the violence, there, there was other, there was other um, uh, tactics used by anti-abortion uh, protesters whereby they'd, they'd form uh, uh, lines around it, link arms and form lines around abortion clinics to prevent anyone coming into them. So they had to, they, they, it's, it's not unusual, there's a lot of talk maybe online, people going like, this is an affront to democracy, etc, etc. But there is precedence for this. Yeah, I think it's happened just really, really quickly. So there was such a short time between the legislation actually being signed and it being implemented so I think there's a little bit of catch up going on in that like maybe we don't have everything sort of ironed out immediately. I think there, yeah, it, it definitely is a balancing act. Um, but uh, even in the US, they did bring in legislation, but it still seems to be kind of patchwork between different states. So you can't obstruct um, access to an abortion clinic, but you can still protest a lot of the time outside. So, you know, you're not actually obstructing, you're not actually harassing, you're just standing there with a the sign. Now that is, I suppose, a form of intimidation. And would, you, um, and would you defend people's right to do that if they're not actively, you know, shouting across the person, if they're standing there, people peaceful protest it mightn't be palatable and maybe some people would say it's immoral and it's disgusting and it's yada 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 but do they have a right to do it but this is the balancing act I, I suppose people do have a right to protest and you can't just suddenly tell people okay look we've had a, a vote here your views are no longer relevant you can no longer express them but it, then again like should we have like during the, like during the campaign we had we were what we saw outside schools outside uh, maternity hospitals Giant pictures of fetuses and people protesting outside it. No one liked looking at that at all. But I suppose people are still entitled to do it. I think kind of the difference, the difference now is the to when I suppose abortion came in in the US or abortion services were permitted in the US is there's the online element now. So it's much easier for smaller groups to form, I suppose, like ad hoc um, 
uh, protests outside, you know, different centres and organise and come up with other mm. tactics and ways around it as well. Yeah, I think I read online as well. Some of them were actually um, using the free phone number to identify where to, to protest. So people could ring up this online number, which has been provided by the HSE, identify which uh, GP clinics are providing the service and go and protest. Yeah, them. there are only 200 GPs, as far as I know, at the moment. And um, that number is obviously going to rise, but only 200 GPs who are currently providing, um, I suppose, the service for women. And then of the 19 hospitals that provide um, maternity services, about nine, I think. Obviously, this is going to get up and running pretty soon um, and more and more are going to come on board. But I think that's a product of it, the short time between signing of the legislation and the implementation. So it's all part of the same puzzle, uh, how we actually give women access to abortion in Ireland. And I suppose what the rules of engagement are around that. Yeah, OK. And it's a developing conversation and it is, it's is—it's it's brand new to the shore. So that one is one to watch. Right. We're going to talk about Trump and the wall. Let's take a little musical interlude. We're back with uh, Rona and with Phil right after a little bit of American Idiot Green Day. Here we go. That was American Idiot Green Day in 2FM. It's this week's Sound of the Nation panel. We're here with Rona and Phil. Now, Trump and his wall. He made his first TV address to the nation from the Oval Office. Um, this is uh, this is uh, um, off of the back of the government shutdown that's been uh, going on for 18 days now, longest, I think, in American history. Um, he's insisting that he wants nearly $6 billion to... Well, well it started off as a wall. It's now a fence. It's mm-hmm. steel barriers or slats in the ground or whatever it is. Call it what you like. Now, some I read an interesting tweet and it made me just look at myself for a minute and go, imagine Obama, who you don't hate like you hate Trump, had proposed strengthening border security around Mexico. Would you care? He did, though. Okay, well, and, and it wasn't... It, it wasn't, wasn't a big story because he didn't politicise it in the same way that Trump did. So the wall, it's not actually about the wall because there's obviously a wall for a lot of the, you know, the, the border area. It's the politicisation. It's come what it, it's what the wall represents. It's not actually about the bricks and mortar anymore. So it's it's tying the wall to the image of migrants as dangerous criminals and uh, unsavory people and people who you just want to throw away or, or you don't want in your country. You want to keep them out. So that's what the wall represents. So that's why the Democrats are fighting so hard against it because what they're saying is we can have a solution that protects us and also protects the vulnerable people coming over the border. Do we accept then if the actual wall itself isn't a problem? It's the rhetoric that's tied to the wall and that's what's dangerous and it's that push towards fascism or whatever it may be um, and it's a vanity project for, uh, uh, and, and maybe a vanity it's project it's a vanity project for Trump and uh, like we, we he did his um, what did they got the live televised address like that that's normally res, uh, reserved for declaring war on countries or implementing huge kind of yeah, changes in policies <laughs> yeah, or yeah, times massive of national things, but he's or actually, saying you slept with the intern or saying you slept with the intern so uh, now we're doing it for kind of infrastructure projects like that, but I guess like he's calling this a national emergency a national crisis and he was you know even touting kind of dangling the carrot that he might use his emergency powers which won't I don't think come to pass but the point is why aren't Democrats then fighting harder on uh, I guess reforming the mechanisms through which you seek asylum in the United States. I mean, that's what they're saying, though. That's what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are saying, that there are other solutions to this and it's not about the wall. Like, look, we're in the run up to 2020, unfortunately. So uh, this whole shutdown, it's a standoff between the two and Trump can't stand back and the Democrats absolutely can't afford to stand back either. Um, Mm. So I really don't see where it's going to end. I mean, it's currently affecting, what, 800,000 federal workers in the US. Imagine that was over here, though. Is Is there any kind of... 
comparison where someone would have broken into the doll and grabbed them by know, the imagine, toenails imagine the civil service were told we're not paying you now for the next couple of weeks because we want to build a children's hospital and Fianna Fáil won't let Fianna Gael have the money to do it yeah yeah. It, it is insanity like it's a different way of doing business but I'm looking at this thing here a Hungary built uh, a border barrier um, with Serbia and Croatia in 2015 it's not like this was decades ago the barrier caused a 90% drop in illegal entry to the country um, I guess if we had the numbers streaming into Ireland that America do through an, like a porous border people would find it hugely problematic and they would want the system to be adhered to so it's I, I, it's I actually yeah I well we're in a position I, I, that we I, need uh, people to come in you know we're in a position where we actually need workers to come here at the and moment. America needs mm. uh, um, America is a country of migrants and it needs people to do mm. like let's call a spade a spade they need someone to build a wall they'll probably have some Mexicans in come <laughs> in and build a wall let the illegal lads in to build the wall then give them get it on the cheap <laughs> yeah 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 um, um, yeah it's like saying though that uh, in the absence of a wall there's no border security you know it, that's not true so a lot of it actually is just a bit of um, them sort of trying to prove a point uh, through this representation of the wall but I mean it's like saying if you don't have a wall there's no, there are no policies like there are of mm. course policies mm. and processes people go through Yeah well something has to give and it'll have to give mm. pretty soon to see what happens with the wall Let's leave that one there uh, One final little musical interlude Ladies Choice Rona just said don't do this to me again <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad for picking music Go on pick something <laughs> Go on Bill you got it. Pink Floyd the wall. Okay, moving on. So uh, <laughs> let's see the next song on the playlist and we'll get thrown in with Philip after this. Here we go. Two, 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 two FM. That was the next song on the playlist as not chosen by Mr. Philip Ryan because um, apparently he doesn't understand the musical remit we have here at 2FM but that's okay. Right, let's move on very finally to the drone chaos. Um, it spread from Gatwick where to be fair it caused much more havoc but it also uh, Heathrow had to suspend some flights there on Tuesday after it was unconfirmed drone sightings. The ones in Gatwick affected a thousand plus flights. Um, hundreds of thousands of customers displaced right before Christmas it was an absolute shambles and a disaster and like the whole circus they misidentified and printed on the front page two random folk yeah they said are these the Grinches that ruined Christmas drone enthusiasts yeah. <laughs> who are described as morons yeah <laughs> so just two people who like to fly well, now, that might have been more of a press issue than maybe a police issue like oh, yes, they are, yes. yeah they are entitled to you know bring people in for questioning it's just maybe the reaction of the media but then the, I'm not <laughs> sure if it was the Gatwick, the Gatwick police force or the local police force in the town or whatever it conceded that there was no actual confirmed sighting of a drone as in could have been a bird as and in also it might have been that, anything on top of that police drones searching for the drone may have added to the problem <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I know but, but how do you but, but no actually how do you confirm a sighting of a drone you can have confirmed reports that people sighted it but even if you have the videos like we have in Storyful we, we're confirming we can say it's corroborated that it's location on that date but you can't confirm it so uh, I mean yeah. I, yeah no I totally take your point they seem to be incredibly ill prepared for simple cheap drones that took down like probably one of the it was one of the largest airports in in Europe like definitely the UK anyway um, yeah I mean I was really surprised to read that they're now investing in military grade uh, equipment to, to deal with this which they didn't have already like or, you would imagine or they would to, to the, yesterday that they they moved or they, they they quickly brought the military equipment that was used in Gatwick to Heathrow they didn't think that maybe we should have this in Heathrow just in case it happens there yeah. they quickly had to bring it in <laughs> when an attack happened but I, there was Shane Ross our transport minister and who's taken the lead on this and the country can 
be assured that we are safe from drone attacks also took the lead on knocking on people's doors on like Christmas I was about to say yeah <laughs> when he's not when he's not canvassing on Christmas Eve he's everywhere and he is he has brought forward a group to, to discuss all this and to, to you know brainstorm how we're going to fix this problem and but one of the things he said in it in, in the press statement was that the, the, the risk to Ireland is low how do you calculate that risk how do you know a drone mm. attack is low I'm sure it was low in Gatwick before it actually happened he rang up Harvey Norman in Gatwick and said how many drones you sold the last while a thousand <laughs> rang up the one in Dundrum uh, 300 well I deduce <laughs> there 66% is a simple, less there, likely there is a simple solution to this and there is actually legislation going through the doyle at the moment which could fix all this is just for people who buy drones to have to register them and to the register you do I bought a drone I had a drone for Christmas when you, you sign up it, it goes through your phone your phone plugs into the controller and it's registered and it registers with to your the, phone with the aviation authority or with oh, well, with online with the, account like or with the, I guess the drone company itself but just a step back there I, when did yeah, you buy the drone? drone I can tell you where I was and when I was there um, but also the, the point is like you they can jam mobile phone signals in cinemas now isn't it preposterous that there was none yeah. of this the, the technology in the airports in the first place it does seem yeah it does seem weird because I, I did I was reading about that just a small bit and you have to just notify them if you want to fly around the airport area but yeah I was really surprised that you, it doesn't just stop you from yeah. flying in the airport area I don't know I don't have a drone Rona Tarrant and Philip Ryan happy 2019 lovely to see you talk to you soon hey. this is 2 a.